we've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And we love to go around the world talking to creative people about how they get inspired and how they organize ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and connections to launch their work out into the world. And I'm so happy today to be talking to someone who's not only a brand strategist, but she's lived and worked in some of the world's most, what I say and she calls captivating cities. Of course, New York, London, and Paris, but maybe places we don't think about as captivating and creative, and that Santiago, Casablanca, Barcelona, Beirut, and welcome, Agle Carolite. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, you said you were in Lisbon now, so yeah, the travels yeah. continue. Yeah. <laughs> The travels continue indeed after a break we had with all the lockdown, but yeah, back on the road. <laughs> I love that. I love to think about meeting new and creative people in coffee shops wherever they are. And here you are in Lisbon now. Have you found any great coffee shops? It's my like second day in Lisbon, so I'm still researching, still finding my way around. Don't yet have a favorite one. Yes. Anywhere where you see the pastel de nata that's looking good, that's the place to be because, yeah, I like like those older, old fashioned, traditional places here. So there you go. And do you find yeah. I do? That's just a great place to meet people, talk about life and times and creative yeah, projects. Yeah, of course. It's, it's a great hub for, for meeting people. Yeah. Especially if you find the cafe you love. So there you go. In your brand strategy work, you really build in a lot of interaction, collaboration, beyond brainstorming. Tell us about why you think that engagement and teamwork is so important to the creative process. Yeah, so whenever you're building a brand or any kind of product or any maybe creative project, in order for it to be useful and interesting for the people, you really need multiple skill sets for this output to be accepted in the world. And usually one person, you like it's really impossible for one person to have all the skills needed to make a successful launch and a successful addition to what there is out there in the world. So having a team of people who really create a very harmonic and united whole, like a support system for the idea is super important. There's just so much that one person can do. We always hit the limits of that. But if you get engaged people with complementary skills that you don't have, you can really develop a very wholesome product or project. So that's why teamwork collaboration is so important. And as the team leader and often the group process facilitator, 
Yeah. Is it your feeling that people, they might naturally gravitate into teamwork, but you found that there are tools, even games that really engage this team and bring them together quicker, faster, and more productive. What's your experience? Yes. So I've been running design and branding workshops around the world for, I don't know, now maybe like 10 years. And I did that in different cultures and different contexts. And the tools that I've developed really came out of that necessity that I saw when doing workshops to bring in those triggers or bring in the icebreakers that are needed to activate the flow within the workshops and to activate the teamwork even more. So tools can really eliminate those empty, how do we say, states in a workshop that's like frozen states where you just don't know how to get out of that situation or like their lack of ideas on the table. So the ideation tools that I've developed are exactly for that purpose to just take you to another state much faster. So yeah, it's, it can save a lot of time. It can really open new territories of discussion. And I think any great facilitator that has a, a set of tools to bring in a new workshop also can make the process much more fun. I'm a big believer that fun playtime is what can relax people what can bring in new ideas because of that. And when the creative juice is flowing, I think there are no limits to what what can be generated in the workshop. So and if you have the fun, tool, isn't it? The, yeah, often it has the to thread, be fun. You think about, you mentioned the cross-culture. I think about yeah. workshops I've also facilitated across mm-hmm. Europe and the Middle East, Northern Africa, you know, the places you've worked, Asia, Pacific. Yeah. Uh, the cultures of creativity and even the, what should I say, the extrovertness of yes, maybe the participation is so yeah. different. And Very. do you find these tools and workshop games tend to help break those differences down? Yes, very much, very much. Of course, a facilitator has to, let's say, push the gear in different ways in every context, because exactly like you said, the level of dynamics and the level of yeah the way people communicate is so different like one culture is much more playful and social than the other and the facility that needs to know what type of things they should highlight or they should fill in the gaps in order for the whole workshop to be successful so here it's not so much the tools that can make a difference but the skill set the mastery of the facilitator to know how to make sure that the group is really at ease and and everything is in place in order to really activate the group dynamics. Wonderful. Agla, one of the specific games that I was watching a great video on, you called the Mm -hmm. Bloomerang game. Yes. Love love (laughs) this name, love this title. And wow, it's not, when you say it's a big game, this thing covered a big table. Uh, <laughs> Lots yeah, of things yeah. involved in it. Why don't you walk us through it? 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, Bloomerang Game is is my latest creation. So it's 150 centimeters width, which is like 4.9 feet in inches. Let's see, actually, mm-hmm. in inches. Let me just Google that. It's 59 inches. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's a huge game. I wanted to create something that would really inspire to think big and would get people around the table and would really be almost like an interactive installation in the space. So the purpose of the Bloomerang game is to, yeah, is to help creators gain the state of clarity for the next steps they should do in their venture. So whether you're creating a brand or a product or something just creative, any kind of project that you come to play the game, the game will ask you the the right questions in order to help you crystallize your next level of success and build a marketing system that will help you to take it out into the world. The game has really three use cases. So first is the brand transformation game. So as I mentioned, for creating a brand and marketing system for your idea. The second is a search under the sun game for those people that are still searching what they would like to do, what is their mission, what is their purpose. It's a slightly deeper dive into your own inner talents. And then the third use case is a team cohesiveness game. So for teams who want to harmonize and mobilize the team towards a common goal, it's a perfect game to do that. And we have an analog version that I say, it's the game with all the aviation tools that I've created. And we've just launched a tablet driven version. So basically this game board is controlled by a tablet and a lot of people can play it. So you're not limited by a certain group. It can be installed in big spaces where kind of any passing by a community member can play the game fully or just have a taster of it. So it's very cool. I'm very excited about that. And yes, I'm going to go out and also see a few places in Lisbon, a few co-working spaces where potentially this could be installed. We are going to Berlin Design Week in the beginning of May to showcase also the game there. And yeah, and a few other things are lined up. So it's just the beginning. (laughs) I love that. I love the fact that you're converting. What I see in the video is lots of cards and game pieces and dice and people moving things around. It's good that you've been able to translate some of that into a digital format. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't want to make it a fully digital game because I think a lot of people need that physical touch and I'm one of them. (laughs) But a digitally enabled game, yeah, that's something I'm pretty proud of what we've managed to do by now. Yes. This gamification, obviously a big theme, but thinking back to your own childhood and your Mm -hmm. upbringing, what sort of creative games or inspirations did you have growing up that now inform the work that you're doing? Yeah, it's a good question. Were you you a fun kid? Did you enjoy Oh yeah, I was just playing all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was playing all the time and I was lucky enough to have, I mean, to have had a lot of freedom in my childhood. Yeah, my parents would just allow me to do whatever I was interested in. And, and I was always very creative. Like I used to spend a lot of summers with my great grandmother in her house. She had a huge garden and we would like do some embroidery or some sort of craft stuff. And I used to love painting dolls and clothes for the dolls, like these yes. sort of old fashioned games. <laughs> Yeah, I would always be doing something and creating something. So maybe not so much the type of games I was playing. Like I never had, like our parents never bought games for us. Like we had some sort of mini gym at the house, but 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 we would always invent things ourselves. And so maybe not so much the kind of games I was playing that informed what I'm doing now, but that process of having full freedom to just go do your ideas and go for your ideas and just let your imagination take you that I had the environment to grow in, in that. I had the opportunity to grow in that environment. And I think that formed me and is very much the way I still live today. So yes, that childlike curiosity and fun, yes. which yes. I guess leads oftentimes. And I think about maybe the groups that you facilitated and how even people initially react to, oh, great, we're going to play a game, but, yeah. it, but eventually maybe it catches on because people say, are you born creative? Do you develop the creativity? Can you learn creativity? Yeah. This kind of environmental acceptance of your creative side. What's been your experience with that? I think everyone is creative in one way or another. It's just that I think the it's very uh, important the kind of environment we grow in and what type of friends or, or family surround us. Because if we are allowed to to experiment and to to just go with our creative flow i think anyone will find certain ways that they are creative and there are levels of creativity like you might not be the kind of create a whole idea from scratch that nobody has ever done before but you might make spins or twists on ideas that are already there so that's another sort of um, another dimension but as long as you are in the environment that allows you to be yourself and doesn't block you i think anybody can flourish or develop creativity further in that environment we all we are all creative it's just like where you're allowed to develop that and to nurture that and to experiment with that or where or, or where you're not if you weren't that then of course that's blocked within you and then you yes. think you might be not creative but it's not the case that everyone is creative i think during the bloomerang game we really we go deep into people's blocks as they say and it's very inspiring when at the end of the game people really light up and because they have unlocked something within them that they realized they thought they never had. Yes, very um, encouraging. And yeah. I, I think if I take the 
devil's advocate for a second. Some people may be listening yeah. to us and say, but Agla, it was easy for you. I've looked at your client list and you've worked in an incubator with the new school, MTV yeah. Lebanon, a Google campus. These people are naturally creative and fun, but what yeah. about my company? <laughs> yeah. It's not well, about in my work. corporate environment. Yeah, I know. I worked in corporate environments as well. Like I studied my career on Wall Street in New York City. So I know what that also feels like, how some environments can be a little bit, how do we say, <laughs> stiff. Yes, exactly. But then if you're feeling that you're in the environment that you don't flourish, like the question is, what are you doing there? Maybe it's time to change. But if it's the environment that is uh, not, you feel like you can influence it and you can help to improve it so maybe there's just something you need to take initiative on and then suggest why don't we try this why don't we try that because if you the environment you feel like there is potential for people to grow it's just that there maybe there are not that many growth opportunities maybe then you are the actually the person that that could bring this in and could color up the atmosphere and add more play and change the dynamics. So I've been in both of these situations. I've been in an environment where I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's really <laughs> not my place. And I left, but I also was in environments where I felt like, okay, like maybe it's not the vibration or the energy level that I would love to have. But once I started bringing in the ideas and shake things up a little bit, I saw that the environment was flexible enough. It was co-creating with me, with people were open for that. They were looking for what I was able to bring. And then it just worked out great. Like I, I elevated things. Yes. I do see that taking the initiative. Yeah. What, what energy are you bringing into the room? Not just what yeah. energy are you taking, you know, exactly. from the other people. Yes. Exactly. That, that, there always has to be a co-creation with your environment. So if you are initiating that and let's say it's not happening, it's bouncing off the wall all the time, then yes, maybe you're not really in that environment that's going to help you grow. But maybe it's the environment that just needs that activation from you. And then if you see that there's a response and there's always an exchange, then, you know, I love those environments because you can create a lot of things. You can bring in a lot of things and you can really shape up the environment. And that's a great place to be. Definitely. And I think this, not to maybe fuel a debate over whether we should be working remotely at home or working in a corporate office. But this mm -hmm. debate seems to be lingering. We really yeah. have settled on what is the value of creative people being in a mm -hmm. shared space. What have yeah. you seen? What have I seen? I think that I've also had periods in my life where I was working alone at home with my remote team. And I also have had periods where I was in the environment with other creative people. I think ideally there would be a mixture of both that 
like me as a creative person, I sometimes need to go back to my cave, as I say, yes. you know? <laughs> and uh, just do my thing and not to be distracted by anyone and have like complete silence in a way. That's actually when I'm able to come up with good ideas. And But then when I need to bring them out or implement them or bring them out into the world, I need to work with people and I have this urge to be around people. And so I, I really need both of these modes of operation. So I wouldn't say like either just that or just that is the best way. Personally, for me, it's like a bit of that and a bit of that is the perfect mix. <laughs> yes, a little bit of pulsing. Yes, the exactly. Going back and forth and back and forth, yes. Yes, yeah. I like that. Or maybe the seesaw in your old home backyard gym, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You sound yeah. like a great person to be in the room and fuel some creativity. <laughs> how, how can we get in touch with you, Egla, and learn more about you and your work? Yeah, the best way is to check out my website, carolites.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram. It's E-G-L-E dot. K-A-R-A-L-Y-T-E. That's the Instagram username. Or you'll find the link on my website as well. Yeah, for sure. And we'll put yeah, these that's... links in the show notes <laughs> so people can find yeah. them as well. What a great conversation. I've really enjoyed talking with you. And thinking ahead, Thank Agla, what do you see as a project maybe that you've been thinking about, contemplating, that you can't wait to apply some new creative muscle to? <laughs> yeah, I love that concept, creative muscle. Bloomerang, Bloomerang is this project, like I've created it really with the, the mission to help other creators take their ideas out into the world and to give a new and fresh format for doing that in the form of a game. So that's my mission now is to take it out as far as I can and, and share it with the world. And we wait to get an update. So come back and tell us how it's gone, say, in Berlin Design Week and other places you're presenting this. Love to hear how it's going for you. Thank you, Mark. I will. Thank you for, for having me on the show. <laughs> it's always good to talk to people who've lived and worked and traveled in these places. I, too, get a lot of creative battery recharging from this sort of travel. <laughs> so all the best in that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. And listeners, come back again next time as we continue to stamp our creative passports in places far and wide to learn how creatives are getting inspired and launching their work out into the world. We're unlocking your world of creativity. And we'll see you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. If you like this podcast, here's another show that you'll like from BSB Media. The Patients Speak, Healthcare Innovations Accelerating the Patient Journey. It features interviews with healthcare leaders, patient advocates, medical providers, and researchers. Presented by 83 Bar. Look for The Patient Speak on your favorite podcast app.